What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Ghoul Gang. I'm Grace. And I'm Caroline. And we are recording this on election night 2022. The spookiest of all nights. You should put in the purge (laughs) siren. (laughs) I really should. (laughs) (laughs) Why put it in when we can make it so well with our own voices? (laughs) (laughs) I know I've been doing a very actually a very good job today of like not paying attention. Like I have I haven't been looking at polls. Yeah. I haven't been um on twitter at all today which is surprising because it's like normally the only place i am and it's so bad for my mental health but lately (laughs) it's been so wild on twitter that i feel like i can't like i can't even be on there for more than like five minutes at a time because i'm like everybody is fucking wild and out (laughs) no one knows like it literally feels I saw a tweet that was like Twitter right now feels like we're on like we're like the band playing on like the deck of the Titanic except for <laughs> everyone is like making fun of the iceberg and the iceberg is genuinely getting upset about it. <laughs> is Elon Musk the iceberg? Uh, yeah, Elon Musk is the iceberg. <laughs> Fuck that guy, like, man. Fuck that guy. Like truly it's one of the funny it is like a very fun place to be, but also the most the most toxic it's ever been, and that is truly saying something. I know. <laughs> I'm lucky that I've never really gotten too far into the Twitter. Like I have an account to read other people's accounts and then I'll retweet something that's yeah funny. That's the best way to be on Twitter. Like I don't recommend being as into it as I am. I hate I personally I hate it. It's like it's like an abusive relationship. It has a hold over your life. I'm truly excited. Like some people are like, no, the end of Twitter is going to fuck so much. I'm like, let it fucking burn. Let it. I want (laughs) to give me my life back. I'm going to I'm going to sit there till the bitter end watching it implode and laughing hysterically being like, yes, die. You won't be the only one. I'm sure. Oh, no. I mean, I feel like everybody who's like so chronically online and like by chronically online, I mean like chronically on Twitter feels the exact same way. Like there are some people that are like, it's a great community for my knitting group. Like nah. that's not, you know, like I'm, Take sad, it to I'm Facebook, sad for you. Fiona. Take it to Mastodon. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> go Start your Facebook group. Like, you know, maybe just anywhere but Twitter. Like it's not for you. <laughs> anywhere but here. Well, I've been big on, on Reddit lately as you know i have to Mm. i've been having to delete things i've been like over sharing on reddit and then i watch (laughs) all of these like tiktok channels dedicated to finding oh yeah fucked up and i'm like like, i'll find your birthday and like your mother's maiden name with all with only your tiktok account and And i'm like like, what uh, the fuck maybe i should not be putting all my problems on the internet don't search for me now that i've said that (laughs) quickly deletes whole reddit account um i like restarted i started a completely new reddit account like three years ago like i'm supposed to be anonymous on the internet and it can't be like all of the things that i've said here it can't be like traced back to like the weird shit i post on instagram like i don't want that right (laughs) yeah yeah well and mine are like (laughs) this is this is embarrassing. Mine are like a lot of like dermatology questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, does this look infected type of thing? <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> like, Mine are really just like personal. bad opinions about true crime. Mine are like, I don't know, Adnan might be guilty. <laughs> and I'm like, does this, does this like zit on my arm look cancerous? Like, I, it's bad. So well, yeah. I'm I support to, I'm both go of us in our. That. <laughs> now that I think Not about both. it. <laughs> well, anyway, so yeah, election night, terrifying. Full moon, right? Or full, is it the, it's a like, blood moon, lunar eclipse? Jesus Christ! No wonder I'm like so massively out of sorts emotionally. And I don't. Pearl is <laughs> losing it. She is just flipping out around this apartment. Yeah, no, I literally FaceTimed Grace, like, you know, just now to start recording this podcast. And the first thing I heard was, like, <laughs> like, I was like, is she murdering you? She like, just, what's and it was, like, long and sustained. It was like, <laughs> and I was like, good Lord, what kind of animal are you? 
It's bad. I she's a familiar for sure. She's not a regular cat. She's not a regular cat. She's a cool cat. She's not a regular cat. She's a lunatic. A terror, but we love her. She's um, our new mascot and is on yeah, I was some say, of our merch. Speaking, I should really rename that the Pearl, the Fortune Pearl, because yeah. it is definitely a Pearl situation. But yeah, you guys, we posted merch last night and like at the most random time too like I never I'm so bad about timing (laughs) anything like thinking about it from like a social media perspective of what's actually a good time to post things so I posted it at like what like eight o'clock last night yeah we have merch you texted me you're like it's live and I was like oh cool cool (laughs) and then I just immediately posted it I was like fuck it we're doing it and then like so many people ordered like immediately like it was within like five minutes I was getting emails like somebody's ordered somebody's ordered and I was like wait that's amazing can you imagine how well we would do if I actually had good timing for anything (laughs) (laughs) if we actually did a prepared drop but that's not what we do here we're recording on a Tuesday that doesn't usually happen we missed last week but we deserved it it was Caroline's birthday. It was happy birthday. birthday. It's Thank your Jesus you. year, isn't it? Did he is did he die when he was thirty three? Was it thirty three or thirty four? It's one of those. I don't know. Three three is probably right because then people are so obsessed with like six six. Is that somehow related? Like but it's that's like numerology one. shit. I don't know. True. I'm, I'm gonna Google Jesus year. I think you're right. I think it is thirty three. Yeah. Me and Jesus have a lot in common right now. Our age. <laughs> That's um, about it. <laughs> um, uh, support for sex workers, I suppose. Hey. Um, and <laughs> Why not? Love of, of being hot. And, love of and fellow man. Yeah, and being hot. Yeah. Love of hotties. Um, <laughs> Jesus and I both love hotties. Bless. Okay. So... This may be annoying to some, but we are doing a Chicago episode because that's where your ghouls are from. We're fresh out of spooky season, although, you know, it never ends here. No. And we want to get back into the swing with an episode about the old hometown. Well, Mm -hmm. current town. Current town. I've been here about 10 years, so it's certainly home. Yeah, full decade. I think that that counts. That oh yeah, big time, Chicagoan. So, leading question: What is the scariest place you've been in Chicago that isn't like walking down an alley, afraid you're about to get mugged? <laughs> I mean, like truly, my real answer would be on my birthday. I believe right after Halloween, it was the creepiest day of the year like it was so dark it was so gloomy and also had there was like a layer of just like like what is mist. it fog like yeah. mist in the air <laughs> like all, everyone's halloween decorations were still up like people were like wandering around and like looking really shady and i was walking now i was also like obviously i had just eaten an edible and like just <laughs> like, at work so i was alone so i was walking her by myself and i was so i was like this is the most this most scared i've ever been like in my life and I was so stressed out and as we were walking down the alley six cats and I'm not exaggerating six cats jump out of the trash cans like right behind my (laughs) behind my garage and like start hissing at Nella and Nella loves cats so she's like oh like pull and I'm like these cats do not want to be like let's get out of here we got to get out of here I'm like I'm like so many cats like running around trying to get Nella to poop take her back around who do we see when we cross like i took her around in another direction so we wouldn't pass the cats again but who do we see sitting on the steps waiting for us all the cats two cats cats. (laughs) and i was like what like i can't go into my own home but there is this one cat who me and jace have named archibald who's like kind of like our street cat he like Mm -hmm. comes around he sits on our porch like we feed him so like it was him and i was like all right archibald like you can stay that's my grandpa's name (laughs) And my nephew, we call him Archie. Archie's cute. Yeah. I think it's a great name for a cat. It's like what Meghan Markle and that prince's son's name is, right? Yeah, except <laughs> our Archie was first. He's the same age as Harper. And Meghan is so annoyed because her other son's name is Louie. And she's like, fuck! And her name's Megan. Wow. And, and it's all been like several years before 
Meghan Markle and the royals shit. She's like, Meghan Markle has just been copying her entire life for like the past decade. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Meghan's a very stylish person who picks very adorable old man names for her little boys. Yeah. (laughs) They're perfect names for children. So that's. I love an old man. That's the scariest place you've been is your own street. I mean, just in recent memory, I cannot think. I, I'm sure there's something scarier, but maybe you go and maybe I'll think of something else. <laughs> well, as some may know, I moved right in the middle of the pandemic, like the worst part of it, in like uh, June, July of 2020. And I booked myself a room at oh, the, at the Congress. Congress Plaza Hotel yes. for yes. like a week. Yep. And I just stayed there and soaked up the spooky vibes. And there was literally no one there, like, because of it was a ghost town, uh, literally. Uh, no room service, like, none of the restaurants were open. So I was literally just creeping through the ballrooms, like, alone, just kind of... I was in a weird place mentally. <laughs> that's kind of iconic, though, I will say. Like, that's like your Overlook Hotel moment. That's, like, <laughs> No, that's like my idea of a spa week getaway. It's like an abandoned haunted hotel that, like, had pretty good, you know, pretty good rooms. Did, did anything, like, spooky happen to you yes. while you staying there? Okay, so there was one thing. <laughs> I went to Traipse about, and... I walk past my... It is impossible to find your room in this fucking place. It's three big towers, right? And, like, huge ballrooms. It's so easy to get lost. So I'm trying to find the hallway for my room. <laughs> Probably have just eaten an edible as well. Um, and as you do. Yeah. <laughs> I walked past a hallway, and there was a chair... In the center of the hallway. I think I sent you a picture. Yeah, you did. Um, and I was like, weird place for a chair. <laughs> like, don't like that at all. And literally, I went downstairs to, like, grab my grub hub or something. Went back up. Chair was gone. No. It was like a matter of five no. minutes. I hate that so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's in my Instagram archive somewhere. I will find it. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, 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 there's no way. I mean, at least so, yeah. you got like proof that it happened, you know? <laughs> because I was like, weird place for a chair. And I'm in a haunted hotel. Like, so Chicago. One of the spookier places. A very creepy place. Lots of haunted places. Yeah. Um, we've done an episode... On the Congress, so I'm not going to talk about that today, but something that really intrigues me and that I just haven't really thought about because they're so sterile in my mind is haunted skyscrapers. Yes, like fucking Poltergeist 3, dude. That's exactly what I'm talking about. We are talking about (gasps) the John Hancock Center. What? Wait, was it based on reality? That's where it was set. Yeah, I know. I just... Like, was it oh, real? No, it's not based on real. Oh. <laughs> oh, but there's a whole bunch of weird shit that happened at the Hancock Center. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's why I'm going to talk about it. Fuck yeah, dude. I had no idea. Okay. So, also, I didn't know that it was stopped being called the John Hancock Center in 2018. What? What is it called? <laughs> I did not know 875 that. North Michigan Avenue. What? No. <laughs> I mean, like, the Sears, they tried to change the Sears Tower name, too. Yeah, right? we don't say the other name. For those of you not from Chicago, we're talking about the other large black skyscraper that you see in pictures. Yeah, it has two <laughs> spires. Yes, and the best possible view in the city is from the women's bathroom in the restaurant at the top of... Signature room, yes, I was going to yes. say. Gorge. Apparently, the men's bathroom doesn't even have windows, so. <laughs> Suckers. Women's rights. 
<laughs> oh god election night uh-huh. i don't want to think about it don't worry even okay. if everything goes wrong we still have that <laughs> we still have that window in in the signature room yes exactly thank god <sighs> hashtag feminism where you can get like a lobster tail in one drink for 150 dollars. reasonable honestly the worst drink <laughs> you've ever had in your life oh well. sure it's water <laughs> it's water with an olive in it so uh, we'll do a little background here. This was actually just posted a few days ago, I'm guessing because of spooky season, on CBS News. So, relatively uh, current article. How about that? <laughs> yeah, wow. Not reading stuff from the 1940s <laughs> anymore, baby. Look at us. <laughs> Prairie ghosts, whatever. <laughs> All right. So... It is not officially called the John Hancock Center anymore mm. since John Hancock Financial withdrew its name from the skyscraper in 2018. But with no new name, the John Hancock is still commonly called by its old one, obviously. You may have also grown up calling it Big John. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Whom's amongst us calls it Big John? Heading on down to the Big John <laughs> cheesecake tonight <laughs> no one no one does that fuck that no one calls it big john um as recounted by the website for the residential portion of the skyscraper it was 1964 when developer jerry woolman best known as the longtime owner of the philadelphia eagles and the flyers first approached the architectural firm skidmore Owings and Merrill about a plan to develop a parking lot he owned on the magnificent mile between Delaware Place and Chestnut Street. It's wild to think about that all these buildings were parking lots once. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and so here's the thing. It's like half of it, like the bottom half is shopping and restaurants and parking. Then it's mostly residential, I want to say. And then... There's like sightseeing spots and then there's a restaurant. Yeah. At the top. It's a very strange building. It is. But I like it. Like there's that cheesecake factory at the bottom. Fuck yeah. Remember? Yeah, it's like one of the better ones. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a bad one? No, there's no such thing. (laughs) Facts. Facts. Brown bread all the time. Mm. Um, So originally, Woolman had envisioned two towers one with apartments and the other with offices. But chief architect Bruce Graham and chief engineer Falzer Khan came up with a design for one building with offices on the lower floors and apartments above. Okay, good thing I had just said all of that. Whatever. Um, so the John Hancock Center was completed in 1968 after three years of construction. I feel like that's fast. I don't know what it... I, I feel like it took them so long to finish the Trump Tower... That, like, I expect 10 years minimum. I feel like that was some mismanagement from the top. (laughs) Oh, shocker. Maybe financial issues. I don't know. Just. (laughs) You know, you know, it needs to be taller. (laughs) It needs to be taller than the big one. The Elon Musk of commercial real estate. (laughs) Um, So the 100-story skyscraper measures 1127 feet tall at the time it was only dwarfed by the empire state building in new york because the sears tower hadn't been built yet what you may not know about the john hancock center building center center 875 michigan (laughs) avenue (laughs) something yeah yeah that's so much more original you guys way to go um so, something you may not know is that Chicago ghost experts, which Caroline and I are, uh, and we expect to be cited in some sources soon. Yeah, the next one, I'd appreciate a call before you write this article. Yeah, Thanks. CBS, <laughs> if you need ghost experts, uh, we'll give you a card. Um, so, these ghost ex- experts believe that the John Hancock Center is Chicago's most haunted skyscraper and is even subject to a curse. Tony Sabelski of Chicago Hauntings Ghost Tours, 
Oh, so you got to have a tour. That's what mm. makes you an expert. Yeah, we could, we could do a tour. Mm. We could do a tour of... Well, we have a podcast. I feel like a podcast is more... We're taking you all on ever. a tour through our minds every week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which We're are... We're taking you to Chicago right some now. Some of the most haunted places that you can be in the city. <laughs> Inside of our brains. Terrifying. <laughs> Truly terrifying. Um, so he says that the strange occurrences have been happening at the Hancock ever since it opened. The first death most people point out to start this trend, and the first involving a plunge from the building, was that of Lorraine Kowalski. The 29-year-old woman plunged from her boyfriend's mm. 90th floor <laughs> apartment. The 90th? That's There's only 100 floors, so that's like... That's a, that's she's at the top. So tall. Like, just to think about how... <sighs> like, I'm on, like, the 40-something floor at work, and it's, like, you're so high up there. You're, like, above most yeah. buildings. I can't imagine... The idea of falling 90 stories is terrifying to mm. me. Plus, like, th- I, like, I don't know how it is at the mm. Hancock Center, but if, like, that glass is, like, double paned. Like, it doesn't... I don't think you yeah. can open the windows up there. No, no, no. No, there's definitely no way you can open the windows, which is why this is so crazy. Because a night watchman, quote, a night watchman said he heard a crash from the upper floors as the woman broke through the 54 square inch double pane window. He said... This is tough. He said that he saw the naked woman fall, her body seemingly disintegrating as it bounced off the side of the building about halfway down. No. 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 Imagine being that that poor security guard. Horrifying. That poor man. Oh like, I can't. You see a woman, like, liquefy? And I just, like, I can't imagine how you would do that like i can't imagine like the force that it would take to get right out of that window and then also be falling that hard. i mean that's crazy that's so fucked up <laughs> someone threw her i swear oh to God. for sure so Savelsky notes that the double pane windows through which kowalski broke were supposed to be able to withstand hundreds of pounds of pressure per square inch between 200 and 400 depending on the source before breaking like, these things are high up in the air. Like, hail hits them. Like, they, they're they built to withstand crazy amounts of pressure. Yeah. So, her boyfriend threw a chair through the window and pushed her out is what I'm saying. I mean, that's what I'm going it, I think that's the only logical answer here. I don't see yeah. how that, how anything else could be what happened. And she's naked. And she's naked. Like, like you're not just like, I mean, like, that would be a, a pretty badass way to go out. You know, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Like, you're going to make a statement. Not after what gravity does to you after you fall, though. It's not like taking a swan dive and landing in the lake. It's like her body disintegrated Fair. before it hit the yeah, ground. Yeah, absolutely not. No. Um, oh, that sucks. Gosh. So is she haunting the place now? Like, yes. So, so like a naked, disintegrated several... ghost. I know. That, talk about, like, the shining. Really? Like, the, the bathtub lady. But she's 29, and she had a slender physique. Uh, according to this article, and very much could not have broken that window herself. So I want to read more into what what they think really happened. Yeah, I'd there. be curious to know like whether or not they even took a second look at this man whose apartment she was somehow. I mean, it was the seventies, and if he could afford an apartment that is essentially a penthouse in the Hancock Center. You know, I bet. Yeah. I mean, the one person that I know of that has ever lived in the Hancock Center is a part of the mob. So I <laughs> like that. I didn't know you knew any mob members, but that's cool. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that offline. Yeah, I'm not going to elaborate, but. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't want you falling out of a 90 story window. No. Um, so. Ghost City Tours also notes that a local radio station employee fell to his death from the top of the building in 1975. Oh, my God. Think about, I mean. Like, he was up by the spires and and fell. Oh, my God. I, he had to jump. That's a, that's a move. That's some tall, talking energy. That's talking energy, jump off yeah. That building. <laughs> He wasn't tall when he landed. I'm sorry. I can't. Terrible. 
terrible. He's not messing up anyone's commutes. <laughs> Sorry. That's mean. Unless That's you work bad. at the Hancock Tower and suddenly you're like walking into work and all of us. You're still going to work. <laughs> you still gonna, your boss is still going to make you come in, man. <gasps> oh, man. Whew. Uh, in 1978, a man who worked as an attorney downtown was shot and killed by a woman in a 65th floor unit. Okay. And, as Caroline mentioned before, in 1988, the movie Poltergeist 3 mm-hmm. was set at the John Hancock Center, and the skyscraper was also a primary location for filming. Heather O'Rourke... The poor oh. child actress who played Carol Ann Freeling yep. died at the age of 12 during post-production. It was like four weeks before the movie was even released. That's so sad. I know. We've talked about that curse in, a, in an old episode, but we should revisit yeah, it. Yeah, we should do another like Hollywood curses set curses because there's a lot. I want to do... I want to do the Glee curse. Oh my god, we so have bad. to do the Glee curse. Absolutely. Oh my god. But yeah, Poltergeist okay. three. I I like Poltergeist three. I feel like it's I love Poltergeist three. Well appreciated because it was in. Yeah, I liked it because it was in Chicago. I liked it because it was in Chicago, but also I think that the idea of like a haunted skyscraper is hasn't been explored before or since, and I would like to see it again. Uh, a thousand percent agree, and that's why I wanted to cover this. But I think. One of the most notable deaths that we both probably forgot about was that of Chris Farley, who died on his 60th floor condo. What? At the age of... 33. 33. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's another person where I'm like, I can't believe that they were 33 and not 43. Just given like what they accomplished, like what he accomplished in his life, like him and John Belushi, I'm like, how are you guys in your early 30s? Like not only did like they look, they look a little rough. They looked older than that. And they also, I mean, and I get, you know, drugs, drugs will do it to you. But I just, wow, that's wild. 33. R.I.P. Yeah. And that was December 18th, 1997. Fuck. Um, yeah, we've done two Chicago funny men who have died in their 30s and now haunt where they passed. Huh. Um, in terms of haunting, Zabeski said, I'm saying this guy's name a different, <laughs> a different way every time. Um, there are alarms that go off at the Hancock for unexplained reasons. He says that several small fires have broken out over the years with no explanation. And this is exciting because I just listened to the episode on Levain Satanism Mm -hmm. from Red Handed, which you know I'm obsessed with. Mm -hmm. I cannot stop listening to it. Um, uh, It attracted attention from Anton Levay the founder of the Church of Satan. In his 1992 volume, The Devil's Notebook, LeVay introduced the law of the trapezoid in a philosophical treatise about how certain spatial configurations can cause emotional imbalance ensuing acts of violence. Mm. So the whole he thing is in like great. The idea is the building itself is kind of like a an altar to like Satan yeah, somehow. S- no, no, no. So he's saying he focused in great depth on the perils of using the trapezoid so much in the design. Oh. Like he says, quote, the most disturbing shape of all is a trapezoid in its myriad forms. A perfect trapezoid is a frustrated pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, the place where a pyramid or a triangle is lopped off to make a trapezoid mm. is actually called the frustrum. I don't know if this is any of this is real because it's Anton LaVey. It's all real. Uh, <laughs> a trapezoid says to your unconscious, I'm here, solid as can be, more massive than an ordinary block, but there's something missing and it bothers me. This just feels like of course, Anton LaVey's like personal like issues with, he's just like doesn't like the look of it and he like doesn't know how to express that other than just being like, it's satanic. He's about all kinds of things. <laughs> like he didn't even believe in, in all this ritual sacrifice, whatever. He literally would show up at a birthday party if you paid him. <laughs> Honestly. Um, yeah. He would. would be a good time. And, and like more power to him hustle for you. Oh yeah. Um so yeah, 
In exploring that concept, LeVay wrote out a paragraph specifically about the trapezoidal John Hancock. The John Hancock Center in Chicago looms like a sentinel in its black splendor. Its sloping sides and dark color present a brooding spectacle with its twin devil horns bisecting its top and continuing the frustrum all the way into the sky. That its history is already grim to me. And it is quite understandable that terrible things happen there. <laughs> wow. I like that. I love that. I That makes me want to go to the signature room. Like, I'm like, let's go. I know. I'm like, let's go have a let's go. and Satanism dinners at the signature room. Let's go room. lock ourselves in the bathroom, in the women's bathroom, bring a Ouija board. With the view. Yeah. And just see what happens. <laughs> see if we get thrown out the 90th floor window somehow by a satanic force. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Huh. If anything, Satan's on our side. We've been doing work for him, except for your Jesus here. Satan. Um, <laughs> Satan. Um, oh, one final spooky claim about the John Hancock involves spiders. And this one I can attest to because I lived in that high rise in the Gold Coast and spiders get to be like the size of your, they get to be like what? the size of my hand. Wait, like alt- because of the altitude? Because it's just, it, it, well, let's see what they say. Um, oh, that he said that there was a huge migration of dangerous brown recluse spiders that climb the skyscraper every year. That's not true, though. That's what Anton LaVey said? At least not the brown recluse, at least not the brown recluse part. <gasps> I guess the brown recluse part was like a legend. Mm. Um, but the spiders in question are actually a type of orb weaver spiders commonly known as bridge spiders or gray cross spiders which work their way up tall buildings and can grow up to the size of a silver 50 cent piece so like pretty big um but i remember seeing those spiders in the corners of my windows and i would just be like Oh my God! Thank God you were on the other side of this glass because I'm screaming right now. Yeah, there's something about like I I try to like I have respect for spiders. I feel like you know I yeah I'm still gonna I appreciate them as beings and I try I don't I actually don't want to kill them because it the a dead squished spider scares me more than like a regular spider. Like I don't know what it is like a squished bug is like so much more terrifying to me than just like a regular alive bug. Like I like. Yeah. So like, but there is something I, I have nightmares about being driving my dad's truck for some reason from like his old Mitsubishi like nineteen eighty eight truck that he had when I was in high school, and like there being like spider like giant tarantula spiders like coming up like from the. This is a nightmare. Yeah, I like have this nightmare <laughs> like regularly. Oh, <laughs> still. Yeah. Like, I mean, Caroline. it's been a minute, but like I, I probably had it at least once this year. Like I don't, I don't really Whoa. dream that much because I always take an edible before bed. <laughs> but if I forget one night, like those spiders are coming back. <laughs> They're coming. But yeah, I guess they call it spider fest because it's just like a whole ton of spiders just crawl what? up the side of the Hancock no, Center. I hate that. <laughs> I hate it so much. Imagine living there. Yeah, no. And seeing huge spiders, like, in mass crawl up the Absolutely side of the Absolutely not. I mean, that's, I mean, does it happen around Halloween time? Because I could guess I could get into it. Maybe I would maybe throw, like, a spider party. I don't imagine, I wouldn't imagine so, because it's about to get cold. Yeah. July, I yeah peak spider season so i guess like if anybody lives in the hancock tower and wants to throw like a spider party i would like to see that (laughs) i'm i'm curious it would it would scare the caroline is always down for a theme party if there's one thing we know (laughs) even if it's like some like one of my biggest phobias a spider a spider theme cocktail i'll come dressed as miss spider from james and the giant peach (laughs) (laughs) Which does not hold up, by the way. Don't try and watch it now. Oh, that's upsetting. <laughs> I, I, I know. I made that mistake and I ruined it for myself forever. Um, so, yeah, that's the John Hancock Center. I say we go have a date at the Cheesecake. Factory. I agree. Yeah. I'd fuck the signature room. Like, I mean, we can go up there for like a very expensive drink afterwards, but mm, 
there's nothing yeah i'm gonna stay down at the cheesecake factory and and eat my weight in fettuccine alfredo or whatever kind oh, of yeah they have like a similar mexican egg roll <laughs> They have a similar have option as Olive Garden has where you can get like chicken parm, um, spaghetti and meatballs and then also fettuccine Alfredo like like the tour of Italy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a totally normal thing for someone to have four dinners at once. And it's so, good. you know, it's I can't complain about it. But yeah, I agree. Let's go and maybe conjure some demons while we're there. Oh, hell yeah. If we could go up there. Mm, getting that would be so cool mm-hmm. all right so that's that's the hancock center and uh if i'm not mistaken you've got some some crime i do crime time so i'm gonna be talking about the serial killer that no one seems to be paying attention to that has been making his or her probably his way through the city for the last 20 odd years so um, just not terrifying at all no. after not hearing about it. Totally, ever. totally fine and normal that like we were not aware of this. Um, but nope. this is a, a kind of similar to the smiley face uh, killer episode that we did. Like it's kind of a theory that people have. <laughs> Remember when I watched a whole fake movie <laughs> that I thought that I thought was a documentary? Yes. Oh my God. I was like, I don't know if that's true. Okay. It was two hours of my life. I cannot believe that. Clearly a very effective mockumentary, though. (laughs) There were times where I was like, "Uh, all right. Okay. 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 Yeah. Sorry. I have to throw that in there. Um. Well, yeah, so similar to that, this is kind of a theory that's been posited based on data, like based on like crime data and unsolved murders that have gone on throughout the year. And like th- this very specific type of murder of um, that's been happening um, mostly on the South Side, mostly to women of color. Um, a lot of them are sex workers and it's just been completely ignored since 1999. So. We're going to go inside the mystery of the Chicago Strangler, who is an, oh my a serial killer, maybe, who might have murdered more than 50 women in Chicago since Five zero. 1999. Yes. So this is an article from allthatsinteresting.com, like really keeping podcasts alive since whenever they started. <laughs> but uh, Miss Kalina Fraga wrote it. Um, so I'm going to go through it. So between 1999 and 2018, there were dozens of chillingly similar cases of women st- killed by strangulation in Chicago's South and West Side, and they're all still unsolved. Um, so since 1999, at least 50 women, mostly black women, have been murdered in a disturbingly similar fashion. But is it the work of a single killer dubbed the Chicago Strangler? Opinions differ. The Chicago police obviously deny this. Um, they don't think one person is behind oh. the slayings. Um, of course. But others point... They're not going to solve any of them, though. No. But why bother? <laughs> but others point to parallels across the murders, including location, method, victimology, um, to suggest that a Chicago serial killer has been terrorizing the streets for over two decades. Um, what is certain is that women are dying at an alarming rate, and most of the murders have not been solved. So... Between 1999 and 2018, 75 women between the ages of 18 and 58 were strangled to death in Chicago. By the 75, 75 we're jumping. But by the end of 2019, the police had solved 24 of those cases. Okay, so okay. N- likely not the work of the Chicago Strangler or maybe just, you know, somebody else is in prison for someone else's work, which is also not out of the realm <laughs> Never of Never happens. But the remaining 51 that are still open are more alike than different. So all of the women were found dumped after being killed in Chicago's South and West Side neighborhoods. Usually they were abandoned in buildings or alleyways. Uh, 47% had a history of sex work. Um, 75% of them are black women. Um, all the women were killed in a brutal fashion. Some victims were sexually assaulted and beaten. Others were bound and gagged. Some of the women had plastic bags tied over their heads. Most were stripped of their clothing and some were set on fire. Jesus. Which is like, if you have more than two people being found strangled, naked, set on fire in an alley, like, I think that like should set off some alarm. Like, that's like a very specific way of killing somebody. 50? Yeah. Is outrageous to me. For Pete's sake. 
So each of these deaths represents a unique tragedy for the families they left behind. Angela Ford is the earliest unsolved case. Um, she vanished after leaving home to pick up her children's report cards in 1999. She was found oh strangled and unconscious days later and eventually died in 2001 after being in a coma for a year and a half. Jesus. Um, Gwendolyn Williams, the eldest of six, was found murdered in 2002. When you have a family that's so close and so used to doing every single thing together, everything together, you don't imagine anybody in that puzzle missing, said Williams's brother, Michael Pritchett. Not one piece missing, and they took her from us, you know? You messed up our puzzle. It's very sad. It's so sad. In 2007, two women were found murdered within 48 hours of each other. Teresa Bunn was eight months pregnant, was strangled, stripped, thrown in a dumpster, and set on fire. The next day, <gasps> Hazel Lewis's body was found in a burning trash can behind an elementary school. What the fuck? Like, those are very... Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, my God. I just... <sighs> so... That's heavy. Despite man. the violence and frequency of these murders, few have elicited any media attention. So, like, I mean, I obviously, yeah. I haven't heard, I, this is wild. I know. I've not heard of any of these. So, these are women who were thrown in the trash, who were found in abandoned buildings, remarked Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox. Horrors that were just blips in the news, if at all. In recent years, however, the spate of deaths has gotten a closer look, and some believe that a single killer, the, sh- the so called Chicago Strangler, could be behind the murders. Um, so to Thomas Hargrove, who's the founder of the Murder Accountability Project, the murders in Chicago are more than random violence. They're the work of a single killer. We know this is a series, Hargrove said. We have no doubt. Um, so Hargrove founded um, the, what is it called? The Murder Accountability Project in 2015. It's basically a website that reports all the unsolved murders. Like it makes, just turns them into data. So like where they happened, what happened, like each like modus or motive or not motive but you know modus operandi mm. is that a, what, the, the term MO, i'm looking yeah. for yeah mo um so he founded this in 2015 after studying the serial killer gary ridgeway ridgeway killed dozens as many as 70 before his arrest in 2001 but it took the police a long time to realize they were dealing with one killer hargrove believes that a well-tuned algorithm could have found patterns that police missed um, so Ooh, that's what the Murder Accountability technology. Project does. It identifies potential serial killers, and Hargrove believes that his algorithm has found a definite pattern in the case of the Chicago Stranglers. These murders have a remarkably similar MO, he explained. First of all, almost all of the victims were recovered outside, all in alleyways or abandoned properties. That's unusual. At least three quarters of the victims, their death have a clear sexual component. The victims were found par- partially disrobed, completely nude, or a piece of their clothing was ripped off to expose their bodies. These 51 women were not killed by 51 separate men. Many of these women were probably killed by men who have killed before. Um, so he notes that the killing stopped in 2014, only to pick up again in 2017. And to him, this suggests that a single killer was briefly incarcerated and unable to kill. But the Chicago police aren't so sure. So they met with Hargrove in tw- 2017 and looked over his data. Um, but the police don't believe that the Chicago Strangler is an individual serial killer. We don't work that way with, like, the dots on the map. And this says XYZ, so it must be this, said Brendan Dinahan, the city's chief of detectives. We can Ugh. only work with what we know and what we can prove. Like, sure. But you can also, like, maybe take a second look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and who says, like, a war room murder map isn't helpful? Right. Like, to visualize information. I mean, I think that is, I mean, you know, a part of being I any think kind of investigator is you kind of have to visualize the data, especially when it's showing that they're all in this one area. Patterns, right. right. Um, oh, God, I hate Chicago cops <laughs> so much. So a Chicago police spokesperson, one, probably one of your favorite people, uh, echoed that statement saying, there is absolutely no information to suggest this is the work of an active serial killer. To conclude otherwise without detailed case information known by detectives would be hyperbolic and careless. I mean, like, I yeah. just... I, okay. Like, I just think you can't say that there's absolutely no information to suggest that this is the work of an active serial no. killer. No, and even if it's just like one person did five of right. them... That's still a I mean, serial 50, killer. I, I doubt that all 50 of these people were killed by the same person. But I, no. I mean, probably several groups of them were killed by 
the same person, if not the same people. And like, it's, I just, the fact that like all this stuff has happened since 1999 and there's not just like a huge major news story every time somebody is found burned burning in a, in a garbage, garbage can. can like fuck these on a school <laughs> like i mean it's outrageous that you know it's just so sad we've talked about it before just the racial disparity in the news especially in chicago just these Stories don't get covered. No, at all. No, it's awful, and it's very grim. <laughs> I mean, like, and it's not. Yeah. It, I don't know. I mean, the police say that the evidence isn't there because they've collected twenty-one pieces of data from about half of the crime scenes. Which also, like, why only collect from like half of the crime scenes? And the DNA is different in each case. But it's also like, what what DNA was collected? Where was the DNA? Like, what was the... You know what I'm... Like, okay, so it's different in each case. Was it a match to anyone? But also, you still have 51... Whether or not there's a serial killer, you still have 51 women who were murdered. Even if they were murdered by... If there are 51 different people out there who murdered women in a similar way, that's an even bigger problem than a fucking serial killer. Go get (laughs) them! Like, I would rather that there was 50... Like, one person doing this... Then 51 psychos who are murdering people on a daily basis and haven't been caught. Like, where is yeah. the urgency here? This is... A- I'd be I'd be interested to see... Because you said the data was collected through 2018. I'd be interested to see pandemic yeah, year I would data. Too. I would so too. So hopefully this guy at, at this project is s- s- keeping on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Angela Ford's father says every time we talk to a detective, they know less about the case or they care less about the case. I don't know. And to date, just one of the 51 murders have been solved. So Diamond Turner, the police announced in January 2020, was killed by a man that she was in a relationship with. Like the others, she was asphyxiated and dumped. Um, So is a Chicago strangler serial killer or is something even darker at play? Um so the chicago strangler what's darker than a serial killer i don't well like a cult i don't well so they think the chicago strangler could be an individual serial killer named darren dion van who i don't know if you remember this in indiana so same mo same mo and same way he was caught he was caught in a similar way where people looked at the data and were like there have been like 50 or whatever i mean Let's see. I don't know how many people he killed, but it was a lot. A lot of people that he killed, mostly sex workers, mostly black women, um, mm-hmm. and they were all unsolved cases until somebody sat down and was like, "Hey, like this is a weird pattern. Why are there all these people being murdered and like women being strangled in Gary, Indiana? Like that's a strange thing that happened." So, which listeners, if you don't know, Gary's only like thirty minutes mm-hmm. outside of Chicago, right? So he strangled multiple women in Gary, dumped their bodies in abandoned buildings before his arrest in 2014, which would line up with the fact that he that the killing stopped in 2014. Right. So, I mean, maybe the maybe the 2017 murders aren't him. But however, at this time, there's no connection between him and the 51 murders um, in Chicago, despite the fact that he told police that he'd killed people in Illinois. Of course he did. What is wrong with these people? God, do your jobs. There's enough of you. Fucking stop standing on corners and just staring at people. So the guy who made the Murder Accountability Project says that anyone arrested for any of the 50 murders that are left should be considered a suspect in any of the other crimes. So he says any arrest that may, they make among the 50 strangulations should be, and I'm sure will be, aggressively reviewed for the possibility that they are in fact linked to other killings, he said. But it's also possible that Chicago has something much worse than a serial killer, which is that the city has just let the murders of 50 women go unsolved for 20 fucking years, which, yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. So in 2020, actually, the Roosevelt University's journal, the Roosevelt University's journalism school um, set up a project with students that they created the site called Unforgotten 51, where they just tell the stories of each of the women that has been oh, killed. awesome. John Fountain, who's the professor who set up that project, the Unforgotten 51, said, I'm convinced that if there were 51 dogs killed in the city of Chicago, people would be up in arms. But we aren't. So, and he's <sighs> not wrong. I mean, 
he's not this is it's that's why it's all so fucked up it's people are so desensitized and the fact that some some cases get so much more coverage Mm -hmm. like you go on true crime youtube channels and everyone's covering like the same 25 stories right i mean think about i mean not that and like all of those stories deserve coverage like i think like the gabby petito case is a good example of one that people were kind of rightfully annoyed about because it was like okay cute blonde girl goes missing but at the end of the day she was she was kind of recovered because people were obsessed with it but like imagine what would happen if we were obsessed with every woman or man that goes missing every person Mm -hmm. in the world that is you know murdered (laughs) we should be interested it's i mean it's just not just young pretty white and like it's yeah there is actually a three-part documentary on discovery plus right now that's called the hunt for the chicago strangler um Whoa, cool. So we should all check that out and see see what we think about that. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but, you know, every time I go to Discovery Plus, I'm like, I should watch that. And then instead, what do I turn on? Old Zach Baggins, Ghost. boy. <laughs> the Zach Baggins Halloween costumes. <laughs> I die. They were so incredible. I They were great. <laughs> and the TikToks that we're getting sent now. Oh, my gosh. Just keep them yeah, coming. Please, any, any and all content that just is a takedown of Zach Baggins. I am I am here for. I might be a fangirl, but you know, that fan dumb does not prevent me from <laughs> truly appreciating high level comedy. <laughs> Duncan Duncan on Zach Baggins. Um but yeah, so that is that's happening and that's the Chicago Strangler. Ugh. I just really wish that uh, like I do think the scariest idea isn't that there's a serial killer. Like the scariest idea is that they just didn't solve that. They haven't solved any of these crimes. And like the idea that you can just 50 people, so many people, but so many people, so many people, so many. So come visit our fair city. Yeah. It's a, (laughs) (laughs) no, but that truly is awful. And there's no excuse Truly, and for them to be annoyed for the victims' families to pursue, right? Like, of course they're going uh, to. If this was my loved one, I would literally it would consume my entire life. Like, I would never stop looking for answers no. and trying to figure out who f- did this. And I mean, and, I and you know, there's families out there that are doing that right now. Yeah, and I would love of for these women that that energy to not just be like the burden of the victims' family to. To carry like mm-hmm. I would love for that energy to be taken to Reddit and taken to ABC News and taken every time somebody is found burned and strangled in a garbage can. I would like to hear about it like only that all over the news for like at least three weeks afterwards because I don't yeah. think we should I don't think there should be anything else that's more important than that. No. Um, that's ugh, ugh. anyway I, as it's usual terrible. I just picked like the most grim upsetting depressing stories and probably should have left with <laughs> yours but you know it's all right uh Chicago really is a, a cool city though lots of historic haunted places lots more places than just downtown but we do recommend checking out the John Hancock Center mm-hmm. getting getting a, a resi at the signature room purely for the, the bathroom. For the views. bathroom. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Chicago is a great, a great city and it's not, I don't know. I, it's not any less fucked up than anywhere else any in this entire city. country. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I'd say <laughs> that every major city has its problems, but Chicago's get blown up so bad although i feel weird making that argument now that we've talked about 51 unsolved i'm sure that you could make the same argument about new york or los angeles or san francisco (laughs) or houston or detroit yeah or minneapolis like i'm sure there are a lot of unsolved murder cases in pretty much every not just big city but you know every state Place. that yeah. and it's usually a certain demographic of people who are ignored by the media and it's fucked up and i'm here to say fuck that 
Um, go check out unforgotten51.com, unforgotten51.com. Mm-hmm. It's really, really well done and very – I was reading a lot of these stories, and it's just, you know, it's very – So sad. It's very sad. Picking up but, your kids' report cards. Right. Like, these are women with families, with lives, with goals, with dreams, with, like – we could have fucking solved cancer by now you know like who knows what we've missed out solved cancer. solved it <laughs> like, <laughs> like a puzzle who knows what we've missed out on you know by just not by taking the lives not of even trying people. yeah that's the most upsetting part it's just the complete and like outright lack of effort mm-hmm. on cpd's part yeah disappointed but not surprised yeah Shocker. So what have you been watching? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I have been... I spent my birthday weekend indoors, like, the entire weekend, pretty much. Um, Oh, you were sick. I was was sick, but I also just was like, I'm just going to order a bunch of food and watch something on Netflix. And what I decided to watch was (laughs) the... I think it was saved from NBC this this season, but what is it? Manifest. It's a yeah. It, it's not a good show, and I've made no. it almost halfway through the second season, and I'm st- I'm still watching. I'm gonna watch it to the end, but <laughs> it is like the worst combination. It's like Lost meets The Leftovers meets I don't know, like a really shitty like, <laughs> cop show, like maybe like Lucifer. Like it's very Lucifer vibes for sure. <laughs> Because it's got, like, a hot cop with long hair. Like, she... And she, like, never has it up. Like, it's, like, she's always got her hair just, like, flowing around in the wind. And I'm, like, I don't think... Yeah. That- it's, like, girl, don't you need a ponytail? Yeah. It's very... It's very copaganda. Like, just spent, you know, an entire 20 minutes railing on the Chicago police and then spent my whole weekend watching copaganda. So... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get down with Chicago PD sometimes. We all love our SVU. Hey. Um, but, but yeah, that's only fake cops. That's what I hashtag only fake. Cops. Hashtag, hashtag, have you seen those uh, TikToks that are like all cops are bastards? And then they show like an increasing like like amazing cops that you just like can't say that about. Like you're like finally at the like Brooklyn Nine Nine. You're like all cops. All cops are bastards. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Olivia Benson. Um, but yeah, I've been watching that. I also watched uh, a couple episodes. I haven't finished it yet, but I've watched a few episodes of the Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, which I mm-hmm. really enjoyed. It's very well done. It's not something, as we were discussing earlier, not something that you can watch like while you're texting or whatever. Um, right. But yeah, love that's that that's been fun. And yeah, did you know he's doing a Pinocchio? How many fucking Pinocchios are coming out? His is uh, is there another? Is it the one with um, Polly Shore as Pinocchio? No. <laughs> Polly Shore as Pinocchio. Their Polly Shore was just Pinocchio. Like I'm pretty sure he just was Pinocchio, like very recently. Uh. And everyone was like, his voice is so outrageous. I mean, it's just like Polly Shore's voice, but he's like, father. Are you going to make me a oh, real boy? I mean, that's like actually one of the worst Polly no, Shore impressions. So this is Ewan McGregor, Finn Wolfhard, Tilda Swinton, Kate Blanchett. Damn. Okay. That's a stacked. stacked ass cast. Yeah. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I think it comes out. Oh, it came out the 15th uh, partial release huh. or limited release okay. rather. Okay. Yeah, so maybe that's why the rating is so high. I But it's on Netflix. Wait a minute. It's on Netflix. Okay. Interesting. I Yeah, oh, it's animated. Okay, that's better. That's better than the like live action version with Polly. I think cool. And it's like Coraline animated. Okay. Oh, okay. Pinocchio is like that, not a story sure. that I've really thought like I want I want like 18 different versions of this. Like <laughs> on out of all the For fairy real. tales, I'm like, all right. Nah, Pinocchio is not one of them. It's fine. But it's, somehow it's right. like somebody thinks that. So that's good. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro thinks that. What have you been watching? 
Um, I have completed Laguna Beach and the Hills. Good. And nothing Good. else. No, that's enough. <laughs> because I just finished 31 Days of Horror. And you need a detox. I literally slept for 90% of the last weekend. And I've watched nothing but reality TV. And good for you you know that's called self-care baby <laughs> i feel good about it i feel good about it i took a bath i did the thing where i put my laptop on the toilet mm-hmm. and you know watched laguna you know and had my epsom salt and my face mask and was like this is good for me have you listened to the back <laughs> to the beach with yes i just listened to the one with lc today how was it her voice has changed so much it's like she must have smoked when they were filming because her voice is so different it's like gravelly and like it was gravelly but in this it's completely clear she's probably just also had a lot of media training at this point where now she knows like how to actually speak and enunciate and like not sound like and also like these thinking back like these were like 17 year olds that like mtv producers were just like getting drunk and then just being like go to cabo see what happened like yeah. <laughs> like and they were like basically just had them fill out a permission slip like and thank then god filming. i remember at the time like my friend had this video camera and she would like take it around with her and we were like we're like we could be on like we could be on laguna beach like we're just as interesting and crazy and whatever and like thank fucking god that we were not <laughs> like nah. i i like that video like that recording has been lost to the wind would love to see it sometime but would never if that gets posted online like it's done it's done for me i'm it's probably done. canceled it's done so <laughs> it's done so my career is done so <laughs> oh my god like but yeah so that's what i've been doing um for myself self-care i think i support this i think it's it's healthy for you i think it's (laughs) my brain was just so over horror stimulated Mm -hmm. that like i was watching horrible things happen on tv and was just like eating dinner and i was like okay we gotta take yeah cabinated curiosities would have been a little too much for you i think after 31 days of yeah like it's it's the the autopsy is Whew. Ooh. Ah! Whoa. Sorry, I keep dropping. I feel like I just fell out of the uh, the Hancock Tower. <laughs> <laughs> God, it shouldn't be as funny as it is. Um, so anyway, yeah, merch. Mm-hmm. Is it googangpodcast.bigcartel.com? Indeed it is. Um, Check it out and let us know if you have any other sayings that you want to see on a shirt. Um, We definitely have some joggers and some other items in the works Mm -hmm. for you. And big thanks to Caroline for taking the lead on that. And for editing every episode and for hosting the episode. I mean, this is Caroline's podcast. I just talk on it. No, it's at this point. I still I can only really do this if I think of it as like your podcast that I'm just like on all the helping. time. <laughs> helping out on. <laughs> I well, can't take complete responsibility. Um, yeah, please go check out our merch. It's great. We have five designs. We got a sweatshirt. We got um four t-shirts of different types and yeah we got some it's exciting i'm i'm really it's happy super about exciting. it i'm like we still haven't even got our merch to wear yet so i'm, I'm no like, which i'm very excited about wearing a shirt with my face on it same i wonder if people will be like is that you <laughs> or if they'll just be like oh <laughs> well because now our hair like is how it is in mm-hmm. in the in the merch whereas like my hair was just dark yeah and i just recently went blonde again so i feel like i'm true to form now we're back at it back at it mm-hmm. we're just more slowly morphing into our cartoon characters our <laughs> now we just have to get hand tattoos <gasps> wow all right so that is another episode of the ghoul gang pew, pew, come pew. visit us in chicago if you're here dm us and tell us what crazy fun plans you're doing maybe we'll join you probably we won't because we are hermits who don't like to go out but i might do, um, do a meet up at some point maybe it'd be fun yeah 
Just don't be creepy yeah, about just it. don't be the Chicago Strangler, and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this Chicago Strangler, uh, uh, don't come. We're coming for you. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're actually not, not invited. invited. Everyone but you. Everyone but you can come to the John Hancock Center Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> um, so please follow us on Instagram at Ghoul Gang Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, the scourge of the earth at Ghoul Gang Pod six six six. While it's still there, follow <laughs> while it's still there <laughs> before it goes down with the ship. Um, Follow me on Instagram at Grace's Gold and on Twitter at the same thing. And follow Caroline on Instagram at Coraline Maria and on Twitter at Coraline X Maria. And please, please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. We would love you so much. We actually had a couple of really great reviews that were posted Mm -hmm. in the last couple of weeks, and it truly gives us so much joy. it does. We like send them to each other and yeah, cry a little we, bit. A, a one single tear comes to our eye and, and it rolls down. It's like very beautiful. <laughs> and then <laughs> disintegrates and evaporates. Um, but if you have, because we if you have, have anything no less than a five star review, my recommendation for you is going to be to go to the Hancock Center, go to the very top floor, find like the jankiest elevator that you can possibly find and final destination yourself. Um <laughs> And it'll get to us. <laughs> <laughs> this has become one of my favorite segments. I like what what crazy shit is gonna it's come. Truly, out of like mouth. I was like I should think about this on the before. Spot. <laughs> it's but it's whatever comes to my mind. I'm just imagining. Um, I, did you guys did you see that video that was online a couple of days ago of this man trying to get out of an elevator and then the elevator just like the doors are closing and he like tries to get out and then it's like falling and the doors are closing so he just gets right back in immediately and then the doors close and then it like falls down. And I no. was, and I think nope. he survived because he got back in the elevator and didn't. But he would have been like final destination, chopped in half. And so that's oh, God, that's the image like- I'm having in my mind. And if you do that in the John Hancock building specifically, when Grace and I go to the Cheesecake Factory for our haunted date, um, one of the ghosts, maybe the ghost of Chris Farley, will come up to us and whisper the less than five star review. <laughs> In our ear as we enjoy our tour of Italy. (laughs) Masterpiece. Masterpiece. All right, ghouls. Creep it real. We'll talk to you next week. Don't worry. We only took one week off, okay? Just a single week. And it was deserved. And we might do it again in the future, but we're still we're still here. (laughs) We're we're still gonna be consistent. We creep it real. Creeper real bye. bye. Find a great variety on our extended menu. You won't have time to try it all, even though you'll want to. A wide array of cocktails, every dessert you can fathom. Embark on a pasta voyage Our sleigh is sushi dragon At the Cheesecake Factory There's something for everyone At the Cheesecake Factory Grateful on occasions Hundreds of locations from sea to shining sea, fun for the whole family at the Cheesecake Factory.